Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. And the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time to talk a little Utah Jazz. Uh, your Jazz Insider Report presented by Cypress Credit Union with the lowest fees and quickest keys. Cypress has the home loan product that is perfect for you. Visit any Cypress branch or cypresscu.com for details. Out to the Zone phone we go. Joining us now is my co-host on Jazz pre, half, and post-game coverage. He's our good friend Tim Lacombe. What's going on, Tim? What's going on, guys? It's, uh, it's been a minute. Hopefully things are well. I've, I've had quite a week, my friend, in real real life. So uh, I'm glad that uh, you guys were able to pick up for me the other night, and you're going to have to again tomorrow. But I'll be with you Saturday, Jacob. All right. Well, we, uh, we appreciate your work, Tim. No problem. Gordon, uh, by the way, Gordon did a great job uh, filling in. I, I made the joke a couple times that, you know, when, when Tim Lacombe misses, we bring out the big guns. Yeah, I mean that's not much of a. Uh, I, I, it's bad when you when I'm gone and I have bigger shoes to fill when I get back. That's hard. Oh yeah, right. Uh, Tim, you do a great job, and we're looking forward to having you back. So uh, thanks for joining us now. Absolutely. Uh, so Tim Jordan Clarkson now probable uh, for tomorrow's game against Indiana. He missed four games. Let's talk about what they missed in his absence and uh, how uh, what he's bringing coming back. Well, I think that everybody understands that Jordan is really, really aggressive, and he's aggressive from the minute he gets on the floor. Um, you know, I think at times while Jordan was out, you know, we actually might have had a shot clock violation or two, um, and that's never really going to happen. He definitely knows his his role. So I think just the pressure he puts on, the stability he adds to that second unit, the spacing by virtue of, what he, you know, his reputation, the spacing's better when he's out there. Um, and I really think he, you know, he's been uh, trying to find it a little bit. He's had good games and tough games, but man, for him to get back in that zone again, uh, like he was like February would be, would be really awesome. So hopefully he's feeling better, rested up and be able to, to kind of hit the ground running. Tim, he was talking earlier about uh, some of the injuries he's had, and he talked about a cracked, a cracked hand, a bone in his hand or something, and how he uh, fought through that, and how these things happen on the reg. As a coach, did you see players who reacted differently to injuries? Could some play through the same injury that others could not? And how, what did you see? Yeah, for sure. It, um, I think really it's. Uh... Just like anything, there's a pain tolerance, you know, and there's a ability to kind of get through certain things. And I, I, what I found was 
you know, I didn't find it as guys being tough or soft. I kind of thought as guys who had, at the end of the day, they just had uh, a better ability to deal with pain than others. Um, I think that, you know, it's uh, it's definitely the norm right now, this time of year, for guys to be nursing a whole lot of stuff. Um, I found it comical the other night when Rudy picked uh, Bojan up off the floor with his bad wrist and about had had to have him have another surgery the way Bojan reacted. Uh, but there's, everybody's dealing with something. And the interesting article that was written yesterday, the day before, I don't remember the source, but talking about just the load that this season's been on the players. You know, the games are really condensed. They're playing four games a week, and it's real. So uh, right now it's kind of, you know, survival of the fittest. Who can, who can actually stay healthy, be rested, and actually get better as the playoffs come around? Tim, I'm curious, uh, you know, the condensed schedule has become a big story this week uh, in the Jazz. We're definitely feeling the effects. I mean, they they needed this uh, two-day rest period because they played, you know, five games and seven nights, just, you know, so many games. Joe Ingles talked about it uh, this morning, and uh, I'm curious, did you when, uh, did you ever talk to any of your college guys about what a dramatic difference it was playing so many more games at the professional level? I mean, college players play, what, like 30 games a year max, and to go up to 82-plus uh, has got to be a huge uh, adjustment. And i got to imagine now that the, the schedule's condensed even more, that's taking a similar adjustment, right? But did you ever talk to talk to players about making that adjustment when they went to the next level? Yeah, for sure. I remember, so when I was, uh, shortly after Keith Van Horn left Utah and went to, uh, he was playing in New Jersey, they came through, and I was actually living at the time in Texas, and I actually went and did the swing, Dallas-Fort Worth, or excuse me, Dallas-Houston and San Antonio um, with Keith and just kind of hung out with them at each city and went to the games and kind of got a snapshot of what it's like. But I remember him telling me they were about, probably a college season in at that point and he was just telling me how you know because they're still practicing too right um they're 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 busy all the time those 82 games are real and you know he wasn't even halfway through a season and he played already more games than we played in college any any year so um it's definitely a major adjustment it's it's something i mean i, I will say this even from a broadcasting standpoint um, you know, I, I definitely hit the, the college wall. I, I've done on as many games as I've ever been in a year. And, you know, Jake, you're looking back at me like a marathoner, like, come on, youngster, keep up. Uh, but even for us, it's it's a torrid pace, you know. Well, just climb in that wagon and Jake will just pull pull you along. You know, that's, that's what. Oh, there's no doubt. He's like, yeah. he's riding the bike like. And I'm in the basket like E.T. <laughs> so, so, Tim, as you've observed so many jazz games, uh, at this point in time, as they head into the stretch run of the regular season, of all the things you've observed, obviously some strengths, what are the weaknesses? What are, what's something that the team needs to improve upon in order to, uh, to fulfill its uh, intentions? You know, I think that there's no mistake that you know, when they're making shots they're and, and they can run that offense and get those open looks with their feet set, I think it makes all the difference in the world. Um, so I think shot making is a big one for this team. And it's not just uh, a couple of guys, I think, for, for the Jazz to do what they want to do. Everybody's kind of got to get back into that 
that rhythm again that, that they were in. And I know we talked ad nauseum, is it sustainable? And the answer is probably no. You know, it's probably not sustainable to do that for an entire year. But you have actually done it this year with this group of guys, and I think that's what you build on. And everybody, you know, mentally just tries to get back to the very best they can be as playoffs roll around. Um, the other piece is just kind of the the ebbs and flows of the defense. And, you know, the I, I think they've got great plans in place. And, you know, I think obviously Rudy's a huge difference maker on the defensive end, um, you know, putting up historic numbers, you know, with him on the floor defensively. But it's going to take a great effort from the rest of the guys. And we've seen guys, you know, we've, we've seen the Jazz get torched a little bit at times. Um, we've seen rebounds, you know, and effort plays really hurt them. And so I think that those are things you've got, you know, that focus to the defensive end because the, them getting stops and getting out, they're, they're one of the best in the league at running on a miss. Um, and I think that that's going to be a huge advantage where they, they can get easy baskets. That's going to be a big piece of this. The only way they can do that is they play good defense. What is there a uh, for real good defenders? Is there kind of a, a common thread or a mentality or something? I, I ask because you, when you look at a player, and and I'll use Donovan Mitchell here, but he certainly is not alone. But a player that's got all these athletic gifts, and you think that they could be a better defensive player. And again, not that Donovan's bad, but that they could be elite. You know what? I guess what makes really great defenders really great defenders on pos- uh, on top of just being special athletes. I think there's a level of understanding. Um, and, you know, I, I do think that it's something that just like you acquire a, a little better touch, you know, around the basket or, you know, you work in the weight room to work on your body. I think there is a part defensively that's just sheer understanding um, of how rotations work and really anticipate what's going to happen next. And I think that as you see guys in the league, we talk about crafty veterans all the time, but I think that that's one of the components. Obviously, you've got to have the ability um, to keep guys in front of you. I don't think that's an issue with this team. I think the other piece is there needs to be a, a five-man focus at all times. Um, and really, I think that's sometimes where the ball gets dropped, you know, with any team. Um, to have five people constantly on the same page the one advantage you with the Jazz have is Rudy really kind of does the work of two guys. Um, he can do so much and impact the game so much uh, in an area of the floor. So to me, it's just really everybody else locking in, understanding the game plan to a T, not making little mistakes that are going to cost you ball games, and doing the fundamental things like blocking out every time. Um, things that you know, at the end of the day, it, it differentiates those that you know have rings and those that don't. It's it's being able to constantly and focus on the little things, you know, and then obviously do great things from time to time. Does it surprise you, Tim, that the Jazz rank first in the NBA in total rebounds? Not at all. Uh, and I say that I, I would have surprised me if you'd have told me that at the start of the year. But I think Jake and I have alluded to it a bunch. I, I mean, Rudy is. Rudy's a dominant rebounder, and um, and then I think what everybody else has done is really up their game. It, starting with Royce O'Neal, um, I think Royce has been, you know, basically Johnny on the spot, offensive rebounds when they need them, uh, and then he's really cleaned up the defensive glass. Uh, and then everybody else has kind of done their part. You know, we talk about it all the time. There's always Rudy, who's typically the master of the glass with. 
you know, four or five rebounds more than everybody else. And you just kind of see maybe a guy, say Rudy has 15, a guy has nine, and then there's four or five guys with five, six. And really that's the mentality of this team. And I like it. It's, uh, it's working. And so I'm not surprised now, but I would have been surprised if you told me that start the year. Tim, I want to ask you a college basketball question. Um, but uh, what did you think about Arizona hiring Tommy Lloyd, uh, the longtime Gonzaga assistant? Well, I thought it was, you know, the, all the drama and intrigue, and I guess it's just how the, our world is now. Everybody's got to have, you know, an opinion on it uh, before it even happens. Um, but I will tell you this: this is this is what I know. Uh, I've known Tommy for a long, long time, and. There, there aren't many smarter guys. Um, I think he has the ability in a short period of time to sum up what a situation calls for. I think he has a great understanding of people and players. And I honestly believe, you know, he's going to put a, a really, really good staff together in, in an awesome place that's just hungry, you know, to get back behind their team. I think he's going to absolutely knock it out of the park. Uh, I think we'll be talking about Arizona and Arizona dominance for a while. I just think Tommy has that sort of um, uh, magnitude, you know, and he has so much charisma and he's so charismatic. He's just a, he's a phenomenal guy. Great coach. Along those same lines, Tim, uh, let me ask if I were to, to, for you, if ask you to slim down to the top three college coaching jobs in the West, which ones would you pick? Man. Um, so you're talking, you just, what I feel like are the three best. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think you probably have to go UCLA. Um, I think just, you know, the history of college basketball, you know, what they were able to do this last year uh, and the, and what that, what doors that opens for you. So I'd say UCLA is one of them. I'd probably say Gonzaga would be one of them. And I'd probably say Arizona's the third. The only, the only one I might uh, consider there, Tim, or what about a, what about a spot like Oregon where you have the backing from, uh, from uncle Phil, a spot like Good that. Point. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I, uh, I just would rather live in Tucson than, and uh, Eugene, that's just me, though. So, and you may ask somebody else, and they may say Oregon, and I think Oregon probably fits for sure with one of those. I just love the tradition of UCLA and the fact that it's right there, you know, in La La Land. Uh, and then I'm a huge Gonzaga dude because of Mark, and then, uh, yeah, Tucson for me is more my speed. And what would be the worst, you think? The worst job in the West? Uh, man, where's job in the West? I went to some college. I can't even remember. It was a junior college in, in Arizona and it was right on the border of Mexico. And we flew in there. Coach Rose and I went to see a kid who was, uh, we had to sign a kid late. So we had to go see a bunch of junior college guys and we jumped on a plane and we flew. It was Cochise, Cochise college in Arizona. And it was, we, we got off the plane at the private airport and got in a car, started driving, and the Border Patrol came by, like, 75 cars chasing this truck. And, you know, we walked, went through some pretty tough parts of town, drove to the college, and I was like, I don't think, Coach, this is where you and I need to end up. 
So I'd probably say from my experience, that spot that day Whatever would probably that be was. the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tim, and nothing against Cochise. I'm sure it's a great spot, but. No, it maybe wasn't not my ideal. That day. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Uh, Coach, you're the best. Thank you, as always, for jumping on with us, and uh, I'll see you on Saturday. Sounds great. Thank you, guys, and thanks for filling in for me, Gordo. No problem. Thanks, Tim. Hi, okay, see you. There you go. That's our friend Tim Lacombe, uh, longtime BYU assistant coach, my co-host, Jazz Pre, Half, and Post. So you think UCLA, Gonzaga, and Arizona, huh? I don't know. Is is Gonzaga a great job because it's a great job, or is it a great job because because Mark Few has had so much success? So. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's hard to argue with UCLA, though, isn't it? I know the downside is. I I, I suppose the ghosts still linger there. Well, know? the downside I mean, is you're located in L.A. Westwood I love LA. It's, it's the same. <laughs> what do you mean it's the same? It's the same. What? No, different parts of LA are quite different one from another. Okay. But when it, the name of the school is the University of California, Los Angeles, and not to mention when somebody mentions Real Salt Lake, Gordon, you correct them and go, actually, it's Sandy. <laughs> no, but it's just. Different. I'm sorry. Salt Lake and Sandy are very different different places. Uh, let's let's get it right. No. Uh, to, to Gordon's uh, defense, where is it? Where is UCLA? Brentwood. Westwood. No, Westwood. Westwood. Sorry, Westwood's not Compton. No, it's also not Brentwood. Very true. But really, really in the Los Angeles area, no. Yeah, but it's it's it, no. It, different places are night and day, as far as where it would be nice to live. Okay. Come on, Jake. It's Polly Pavilion. <laughs> like the like the parrot, Polly. <laughs> Like, as in, want a cracker? The same. The same one? Is you that know, really I'm why really it's named that? How much time have you spent in L.A., Jake? Because you seem to have an attitude. Enough is the answer to that. I don't think Jake, I don't think it's that Jake dislikes L.A. He likes L.A. constantly telling you, I'm from L.A., I'm L.A., yeah, I love yeah. L.A. Right. The, the elitist kind of attitude about it all. You kind of just described my wife. Well, I'm not thinking of your I didn't wife. Didn't mean to. Although she has since since we moved to Utah, she loves it here. That's good. Know? It's a great place to live. Yeah. But yeah, but, I, I, but L.A. It, it, the, the main problems with Los Angeles, as far as my experience there, was uh, the traffic could be could be difficult, and there were times. I lived in California. The 405 is a mother. The smog could could get, catch up with you. A little did, wait, bit did you say there. smog or smug? Smog. The smug smog or the, the smog smug. The smug is also an issue. Yeah. Well, but there are but there are some beautiful things about the place. And so anyway. All right. Well and they UCLA look beautiful be in my place. rear view mirror. It's an affordable place. Extraordinarily so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's the old joke. Sure How do you is. know somebody who's lived in LA? 
They're going to tell cross, you about it. You know that before you know the name. <laughs> this is a CrossFit joke. No, I think it's a joke that's been used across many uh, different things. But it is certainly true about, actually, not L.A. I'd, let me take that back. How do you know somebody who's lived in Southern California? Because they're going to tell you about it. Wait a minute. There are a whole lot of nor- North uh, Northern California snobs. I mean, come on. I'm telling Sam Amick you said that. Well, he lives in Sacramento. That's a little different. How so? That's Northern California. It is Northern California. Yeah, but that's that's. They're not. They're not quite as uppity in Sacramento. That's a that's a smug take right there. <laughs> He's in the poor that's, part of North that is, Cal. That is extremely elitist, like like inside California elitism, right there. Sacramento's the Idaho of California. <laughs> Barely count. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Idaho has some love. People would never tell you they're from Sacramento because they're ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I I know some people really like living in Sacramento, so it was good for them. You're from Sacramento? (laughs) I thought I smelled something. (laughs) Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined now by Thor Nystrom. He writes for NBC Sports Edge. Covers the NFL draft. Zach Wilson's climb up the draft board. If he goes number two to the Jets, like everyone seems to think he is, how much faith do you have in the Jets going forward? Yeah, that's a tough question historically to ask anyone. As far as the decision with Wilson, you had to pay a prohibitive cost to do that transition from Sam Darnold to Wilson, right? There's a little bit too much risk in Wilson's profile for me personally to have been willing to pay that price, but I certainly understand where they're coming from. You don't see players with that kind of an arm come into the league every year. It was lasers everywhere. The jump up he took, I would understand wanting to take the future of my franchise on that arm. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Matt Williams from Pulse Medical. Matt, let's help out our listeners who might be uh, struggling a little bit in the bedroom. Sure, absolutely. You know, um, the best time to, uh, you know, get your ED fixes now. You know, we have a lot of patients who, uh, you know, have been interested for for years. Uh, We have a great technology. It's non-invasive. We are getting phenomenal results. Uh, We have the best protocol, um, best results. And, uh, you know, we work with our patients on on pricing. So uh, come on in, you know. We're not Wasatch. We're different. Uh, And uh, we we do everything, um, you know, we, we feel the right way. And there's probably a, a lot of guys out there looking for an alternative to the traditional, uh, you know, treatments for this whole thing, right? Because they, that carries a whole lot of uh, extra baggage. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of side effects to medications. Pharmaceutical companies have dominated EM medicine for long enough. And, you know, now we have something that uh, restores the body naturally through using uh, sound waves and it uses your body's ability to uh, regenerate itself. All right, Matt, for those folks out there listening and and thinking, uh, you know, now is time to do something about this, what's the best way to get the ball rolling? Yeah, hey, just give us a call, uh, 801-509-8888, or visit us us online at pulsemedicalclinic.com. 801-509-8888, is that correct? That's it. All right. Or go to uh, pulsemedicalclinic.com. And, Matt, we always appreciate it when you can drop by the show. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, there you go. Pulse Medical Clinic. Uh, find out. Find them online. PulseMedicalClinic.com. More next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone.